Welcome to Behind the Boss Lady podcast, a sacred space where each week I share with you a look into what it really takes to run a soul-led business in today's modern world by giving you a look behind the boss lady with solo cast from me and interviews from guest experts. We share a whole lot of wisdom, strength, a little woo, and lots of love as we go all in on business coaching and personal mastery helping you develop the highest version of yourself and step into your power to let your light shine. There is nothing that is too much. There is no truth too real. And there is never a topic that we won't touch when teaching you how to stay in alignment when things get messy. I'm Shelby, your host, solopreneur and CEO of the Boss Lady Agency, a business coaching company dedicated to helping women just like you answer their soul's calling. You have the power within you to transform your mind, body, soul, and business to create the life of your dreams. Now let's dive in. Welcome back to Behind the Boss Lady. On today's episode, we'll be talking to Susie Flynn on how to reprogram your mind for success and how she got started on her own entrepreneurship journey. Thank you so much for being here with us today, Susie. I'm super excited to dive into our conversation. But before we get started, I'd love for you to share just a little bit about yourself. Hi, Shelby. Thank you so much for inviting me along today. I'm super excited. Um, so a little bit about me. My name is Susie Flynn, and I run a company called Susie Flynn Coaching. So my background is that I was a personal and executive assistant in corporate London for 22 years. I kind of was given the automation automation by my dad at age 16, two years extra education, then out to work. Not really knowing what I wanted to do, I went into the PA role and made my way up. Um, It was good, but there were certainly challenges that came with the role. And fast forward several years, in 2017, I left corporate after quite a serious mountain bike accident and set up my coaching business. I now help executive assistants build a successful virtual assistant business and just help them get out of their own way, stop making the excuses that keeps them stuck where they are and just really help them with their mindset and create that mindset for success so that they can you know, follow their dreams and say yes to their desires. That is so awesome. Do you know you mentioned that your dad had given you like the ultimatum? Do you feel like that was kind of a move that really set you off to be able to create the life that you now have because you're kind of thrown out into figuring it out? I think it was a big catalyst for me and I didn't realize how much at the time, but I think. I think at the time he was just trying to keep me safe. He thought getting a nine to five job was the right thing to do. It was job security. Of course, it it didn't mean it was job security after three redundancies. But reflecting back many years later, I'm grateful that he gave me the opportunity to experience the corporate nine to five because I think if I hadn't had that experience, I wouldn't have had the lessons that I had and I wouldn't be doing what I am now. And it also helped me realize that I wasn't living my passion, not truly, not Mm. deep down. And I knew that I was, I was meant for something bigger. Yeah, totally. And what was the like defining moment that gave you the clarity that you wanted more? Okay. So the defining moment that helped me gain clarity that I wanted something more and it was time to do it was the year 2013. It was without question the most difficult year of my life. Mm 
So to give you a background and a little bit of a summary, I was working for a property company as an assistant. I was having different issues via my home environment in a relationship, but the bigger issues were my mom had dementia, late stage dementia, effectively, you know, she, she wasn't, we didn't know how long she had. Mm-hmm. And also my dad had previously been diagnosed the previous year with terminal prostate and secondary bone cancer mm-hmm. with no family other than my brother who has some slight mental health issues. It felt like everything was on my shoulders. Mm-hmm. I was doing a degree in psychology and seven weeks after my mum died, so early June, my employer put me through a disciplinary for poor performance. Mm. I realised after going to the doctors that I was actually suffering from mild stress, anxiety and depression, which made it one really difficult to perform very well. Mm-hmm. When my manager said to me, this is your opportunity to shine because uh, my boss was away for holiday two weeks, for two weeks, it actually put me under a lot more pressure. And then... I got to the point where at the end of October, I was taken through the final stages of the disciplinary on a Friday afternoon without any clarity as what was going to happen on the Monday. I was just told, come back on Monday, come back at 9.30 and report to HR. I had no clarity, so much uncertainty. And I got home that evening to a phone call from my dad's carers to say that he may not make it throughout the night. Mm. I got home. He did make it throughout the night. The Monday I signed myself off sick for stress and he lasted eight days. So after I lost my dad, it was really a time for me to go in within myself and dig deep to really discover what, what I needed for myself and what my next move was, was. And I came back to that company in, I think January, the following year. And we had a chat, we had a meeting and ultimately, I decided to walk away with a settlement agreement and I moved into coaching. I trained with the coaching academy and the kind of rest is history. It took a few years to build the business and get the qualifications. But that really was my defining moment because I knew that I was meant for something more. I knew that I didn't want to live that life where an employee wouldn't support me. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying employees are the same, not at all. There's some very supportive companies out there, but my experience was one where it really made me think, what do I really want? Mm-hmm. I wanted to leave a legacy for my parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that, that you, defining moment really says a lot about who you are because you know, we have these experiences in life and it's really a matter and up to us of how we choose to let it play out in our life, right? You know, it's it's one of those things where we can choose to either let us let it take us down or let it rise us up. And that's what you chose. Yeah, and I think it's very much like it can break you, it can make you stronger. And like a term that I use often and I truly believe that out of adversity comes strength. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the things that I've dealt with over the last few years, but it helped make me who I am today. It helped me discover my true purpose. So yeah. I'm grateful in a way. I mean, it's sad, don't get me wrong, but I'm grateful because it helped me. It helped me do something which I really needed to do, which was make that shift. Mm-hmm. I could resonate with that a lot. Last year I lost my husband and that was kind of the defining moment for my business as well of 
okay, I can either let this, you know, take me down or I can make the choice to really honor knowing that he was so supportive of everything I've created and continue pushing forward to create that, like you said, legacy that we talked about for our family. And so it's just, it's those little moments where you can just decide, which I think leads into reprogramming your mind for success because that has a baseline to do with it. It's really making that choice to rewire your mindset. So how do you, how do you do that? How do you help people to reprogram their mind? I just want, first I just want to touch on a point that you mentioned about choice. And I think that's such a key thing. And I think a lot of us often think, oh, I don't have a choice. Well, we do. We all have a choice. We have a choice in the thoughts that we think, the, the, the images that we feed our mind, the actions that we take. We have a choice. It may not be exactly what we want to do all the time, but if we take, you know, consistently choices which lead us towards where we want to go then yes we can we can follow our dreams so how do we shift our mindset for success there's so many different things that I've done um and I think ultimately this is what I say so often it comes down to our thoughts it comes down to the words that we use Mm. because ultimately what we think affects how we feel how Mm -hmm. we feel affects how we act and how we act it affects our outcome and reality and the brain actually has um, something called the RIS, the reticular activating system. So it's basically a filter system in the brain. So the more of what you focus on, the brain goes, oh, you want more of that. Yeah. So if you focus focusing on all the negativity and woe betide me, et cetera, that's what you're going to get more of because the brain thinks that's what you want. Mm-hmm. The brain is very literal. It doesn't know the difference between imagination and reality. So if you want to create that sex, if you want to create that success mindset, you have to really start thinking about what you really want. Mm-hmm. Be really mindful of the language you use. Now, I talk about flip the switch, which is something that I learned from one of my coaches, and it's literally flipping the switch on your language, becoming more aware of the phrases and the words that you use. So I've been doing a lot of this lately and I found myself saying things like, it's too expensive, I can't afford it. Mm -hmm. And just literally when you have the awareness of that negative limiting thought, flip flip the switch and just just say, you know, I have an abundance of money and it doesn't matter if you have 50 pound in the bank or 50 million Mm -hmm. because everything is energy, it's all energetic yeah so yeah that's that's one of the things I'd say but there's there's many many mindset tips yeah no I completely agree and like you said it's it's the words that we use the thoughts that we process and it really is if we focus if we focus on it being a hard day right if we focus on the bad then the entire day is going to continue that way but if we I always tell my clients, yes, feel it for a moment, feel it. But then, like you said, flip the switch. I'm always like rewire that thought. So how yeah. can you turn that negative thought into an outcome that feels more positive? Something mm. that is going to actually help you move forward and grow and progress during the day rather than keep you like stuck and stagnant. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And I think it's it's like one of the things that I have done is just journal my thoughts out literally as they have come into my mind obviously we have over fifty thousand thoughts a day most of them are negative and most of them are repeated day in day out Mm -hmm. 
But if we just journal for 48 to 72 hours, whether we use an online application like Google Drive, Evernote, OneNote, or whether we just use a notepad and literally write down exactly the words and thoughts that come into our head as they come in. When I did this, I looked at the words and thoughts that I'd written down over two or three days, and it was really, really insightful because what it allowed me to do was recognize patterns mm -hmm. and when I analyzed it a little bit which is literally just reading through the list and looking for themes core themes came up and there was two core themes that came up more than others and the one was that I don't have enough mm. and when I when you get curious with things like that and you get curious with where do those thoughts come from is it something that someone told me? Is it something that society taught me? Where did I learn that? And is there evidence to support it? Because often it's, there's not, mm -hmm. but of course, look for the evidence. And the other one was, I'm going to let my clients down. Mm -hmm. okay? Like fear of letting others down. So I love to get curious, curious with those thoughts and ask myself, well, where did they come from? Is yeah. it something someone told me? You know, where did I learn that? And literally, like, I have post-it notes all over my house. I have post-it notes on the outside of the shower door. Uh -huh. I have an abundance of money. Because the more you see things and you read things, the more you reprogram your mind. You literally rewire the neural pathways in your brain. Yeah. Now, it takes time and it's con it takes consistency. But even the last few weeks with doing more mindset work, I've noticed a shift mm -hmm. in my negative thoughts. So and it's such a good way just to flip the switch and bring yourself back to the next to the present moment and also we have something called the upper limit there's um, a great book by um gay hendrix called the um big leap mm -hmm. you've heard of that yeah. great book and we all have an upper limit because the brain doesn't like us to you know make change it wants to keep us safe it doesn't want us to mm -hmm. do anything that's new because it's like coming outside of the comfort zone. So um, sometimes when we do something new which feels scary, but we survive it, the brain goes, right, that's it. That's your limit. That's mm -hmm. as far as going. And it kind of puts a glass ceiling and an upper limit. And then you kind of start self-sabotaging your success. So we have yeah. to keep busting through those, those limits and, and keep, keep pursuing and following our potential because I truly believe that we have so much potential, so much untapped potential. And we are effectively programmed in our pre-conscious years up to about the age of six or seven, where we are conditioned by society, our peers, our caregivers, parents, teachers, grandparents, aunties, uncles, etc. We take on their money beliefs. We take on their wow. beliefs. And, you know, when you get to 30, 40, 50, whatever age you're at, if you haven't done any work to reprogram your mind, then you've got a lot of unpicking to do. But yeah. if you start doing the self-development work and consistent with it, things can change. But what I would say is that it doesn't happen overnight. It is a commitment. It, it's a lifetime journey, really, isn't it? Oh, totally. A hundred percent. And like mm. you said, it all starts in our younger years. I think that that's something that's super, super important when we are reprogramming our mind is because there are those things that come up and it's really key and vital to look back and figure out why they're coming up, where they spouted from and kind of just like work backwards, right? It's like we have to go back in time, find the point that it started 
and then like rewire and rework our mind into be not believing that that is actually our true self and our true being. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And it's just a belief that we can create, we create positive and negative beliefs, often mm -hmm. more negative. And there's different things that you can do. The split the switch is one of them. Post-it notes around the mm -hmm. home. You can put money mantras on um, to reprogram your mind for success. You can ask yourself conscious questions, um, such as like, how am I going to have fun today? Uh, just, you know, questions that will make you think a little bit deeper. Yeah. There's ways that you can start to think in a different way and also you know if, for those people that do have parents that are still you know here alive with us then it's a great opportunity to speak to them and say well you know can you remind me about some of my childhood and this is some of the stuff that I've been digging into a little bit with my aunt mm -hmm. and my brother and it's really insightful to sort of go back and explore that younger version of myself and what was her attitude to life and, and when did things start to change yeah. I was bullied at school all the way through school from age sort of six seven to age 16 and I think it was sort of mid-teens that I started losing my confidence losing my self-esteem mm -hmm. and it took some time to get that back but the reason that I lost it was because I started believing what the bully said I started to internalize it mm -hmm. but if you can internalize negative thoughts and beliefs you can also internalize positive thoughts and beliefs yeah and that's just where the daily work and like the habits come in of having those post-it notes of doing the affirmations and something that I found really helpful on my journey of reprogramming my own mind was waking up and thinking of three things that I'm grateful for. Yeah. So that rather than waking up, because you know, sometimes you wake up and you're just, for whatever reason, I feel like most of the time it's like you had a dream. And so it's like your body is in this dream mode of something that happened in that dream when you wake up you just might not be in a great mood or maybe you just don't feel good you have a headache whatever it may be but just mm -hmm. laying there in that moment and really being grateful for three powerful things mm -hmm. it, I've always felt like that just sets my day off on a better tone definitely and for me exactly the same I have a very clear morning routine certain days I get up at 6 30 and I do my Joe Wicks workout um other days I'll get up at seven and I'll just go for a longer walk I'll, I'll set myself a lunch break to give myself some time in the sunshine because it's gorgeous mm -hmm. uh sunny days here in the UK and one of the things that I do as part of my morning routine is I have a book for different things so I have a gratitude book and I write three things that I'm grateful for. And I think sometimes it can be easy to get caught up around being grateful for the really big things. Mm -hmm. Simply be grateful that you have clothes on your back, that you have water in the tap, that you've paid your rent or your mortgage this month. Yes. You know, that you have soft skin on your hands. There's so much to be grateful for. Because I think it's very easy to focus on what we don't have, what we haven't got, what we haven't achieved. Like I don't have enough money in the bank. I haven't got this, etc. But when we do that, we, we put ourselves into a negative emotional state. Mm -hmm. and gratitude is an amazing way of bringing ourselves back to the present moment and just sitting and being grateful for what we do have because we have so much we have so much choice from the time we can get up mm -hmm. what we eat you know to, you know to where we look what we pick up we we have so much choice and so much to be grateful for yeah. and yes 
you know, I'm not negating the fact that, that it's a difficult time right now and people are being made redundant. But I guess one thing I'm very good at doing is always finding the positive. Mm-hmm. Always finding the positive. Um, there's going to be challenges in life, but there's always a positive if you're willing to look for it, I believe. Yes, I fully agree. And while you brought that up, because I think that the the whole, you know, be positive, create a positive life, this is something that I think a lot of people almost get confused or caught up on because it's like, oh, well, I can't be positive all the time. And I think that it's one of those things of kind of like restating what it means to create a positive life, because it's not that we wake up and we're just, we put on this fake facade that we're just happy-go-lucky and oh, our life is perfect, but we're just living this double life where everything's hard, right? Mm -hmm. It's rather just finding a positive, finding something to look at in like a brighter and lighter way rather than just focusing on it being a thing that's like tearing and wearing us down. Would you agree? Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, And as a mindset coach and business mentor for executive assistants who want to set up their own business and knowing the work that I've done, I know that like mindset is key and positivity is key, but you can't be happy all the time. You know, Mm -hmm. I was in a bad mood this morning because my, my broadband went down and I was getting really stressed and I reminded myself of some of the techniques that I can use. Like one of my favorite favorites which I've started using is the identify and say out loud five things that you can see four Mm. things feel three things you can hear two things you can smell and one thing that you can taste and it it's a really great technique to bring you back to that present moment and switch your focus Mm -hmm. Um, but we don't you know we don't have to be happy all the time but I think as you said like feel what you need to feel but then let it go yeah. I think when you hold on to that negative emotion, it just takes us down. Just, but just even finding some one or two, three things to be positive for in the day can, can really shift. And some of the things I talk about, for me, definitely is getting outside, getting out mm-hmm. in nature, just standing in the sun or just standing in the fresh air. If you're sitting in front of your computer or in the same environment, especially if something's triggered you, normally for me it's tech because I don't do tech. And, knowing that if I just sat here and just got consumed by everything that was going wrong, I would be feeling unhappy, frustrated, angry. And when the internet went down this morning, it was 11.30. And I was like, I'm going to go for my lunch break mm-hmm. now, early. I will eat a bit later, but I'm going to go for a walk now. I'm going to get out into the sunshine because I knew that just by sitting there getting frustrated with my computer wasn't serving me. So it's, it's, creating that awareness in your mind and in your body and just making sure that your needs are met and, and yeah. being kind to yourself. We just had Mental Health Awareness Week and, and being kind to yourself is such a huge thing. Mm-hmm. Just like, with our words. Yeah, and like you said, that awareness. Mm-hmm. The awareness of like understanding and realizing what triggers us. And then just breaking ourselves away from that for a moment so that we can like realign. Yeah. Because if we just, it it is, it's truly like those triggers can hit you so hard, impact you so deeply and throw off your entire day. And if you just try and sit there and (laughs) all you're going to do is think about it, right? You're just going to get consumed by it. And all of a sudden hours have gone by, you're still upset. You haven't done anything. Nothing's changed. 
and then now you're on a whole new wave path, like wave, wavelength, a path of feeling so down, and now you're feeling guilty because you didn't get your things done. So what you said is so important of just being aware, and how you went and took your lunch break early. You broke that pattern. That was, yeah. you know, you not allowing that to move any like further. It was no. I'm yeah. not going to let this ruin my day. I'm going to go take a walk. It's that awareness of like, right, this isn't working. I'm getting frustrated and annoyed. What tools, what techniques have I got? Mm-hmm. And um, Tony Robbins talks about the triad, which is um, focus, language, and physiology. So when you move your body, mm-hmm. you're shifting your emotions. When you change your focus from the tech, the stress, whatever's causing you overwhelm or anxiety, and focus on something else, then you're attracting a different motion. Change your language, and again, it's everything starts to shift. Yeah. And I'm going outside and taking a walk and focusing on the beautiful flowers and the cat next door and you know the sunshine in the sky, the blue sky. Mm-hmm. Your focus is completely different than it was. You know what mine was say five minutes ago in the morning when I was focusing on the tech and getting frustrated and like, why is it not working? Why can't I get Zoom open? I've got a call in and out. And I was like, it's about understanding what you can control and what you can't control. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we have to let go of what we can't control and accept. And I think trust as well is such an important thing. Sometimes we just have to trust that everything will work out because the more time we stress and worry, just the more anxiety and disease we create in our body oh yeah yes yes that is such a huge thing to bring up is that what we allow in can actually create so much more Mm -hmm. as far as unhealthy things within us Mm -hmm. I know and I realized for myself if I'm starting to think a certain way I'm starting to allow like my old patterns to slowly creep back in and I'm not doing that mindset work that I need to, to like keep myself balanced and okay throughout the days, I realize that my body starts hurting. I start getting really achy. I start getting headaches because it's not just our mind that it's infecting. I mean, our mind controls every part of us. So of course it's going to trickle through. And so I think that's super, super important of just how, how, important it is for us to create Mm. a mindset that's actually going to benefit us yeah it's such an important point and i i'm an energy practitioner so i'm trained in eft matrix reimprinting i'm a reiki master i've got so many hats (laughs) sometimes which hats i have but i think it's when we when we get into a negative emotional state and if we stay in that negative emotional state for too long or we're in a lot of negative emotional states a lot of the time, it literally creates dis-ease, disease uh-huh. in our body. Our emotions affect us on a physical, physiological level. So we have to start with our words, you know, the words and the images which we feed to our mind uh-huh. because that can affect our emotions and the emotions over time affect our physiology our body you know we're getting more tense we're holding our shoulders our muscles are tense when we've got too many of the negative emotions flooding into our mind then we're producing the stress hormone of cortisol and we're getting into that fight and flight response and then when we're like that we 
we can't really focus as well as we would do otherwise. We're not as productive and then we might get a headache or we mm. might get this neck or shoulder ache or, you know, migraine or just different things. And, and this can honestly go to the extent of things like chronic fatigue syndrome. When I studied with my EFT, emotional freedom techniques, there were people in the training who had chronic fatigue syndrome. And when we explored, or the trainer explored with them, and it went back to earlier memories and they were like the older child, a new baby was born. They wanted to make sure mum was happy. They took on all the responsibility. And this particular lady then had, I can't remember who it was like, well, but she had like 450 children in a school academic environment. And it was like so much responsibility on her shoulders. She was always on the go. Mm-hmm. So she manifested that to the, to the emotions and all the things that she was doing into disease in her body um and there's no wonder that i guess in some sense that the chronic fatigue syndrome manifested itself for her yeah and especially with how how many more people are actually being diagnosed with that and you have to think of just how many people are constantly walking around and saying i'm stressed i'm tired i'm stressed i'm this i'm that and when you working with energy and us all being energetic beings, yeah, when we're allowing that in, it throws our entire energy off, which then outpours into every other area of our life. Mm-hmm. And how do you see that in connection with the clients that you work with when they're in the corporate world mm-hmm. and now they're wanting to transition into, um, you said you, you help them become virtual assistants or? Yeah, virtual assistants. So how do you see that like connection of the what they feel and how they react when they're in the corporate world to once they start doing all of this work, changing their mindset, mm-hmm. kind of helping themselves transfer through that stress mm-hmm. and really creating and becoming and standing into this point where they're living in their purpose like you were able to do? I think it's in mindset because when you're an employee, which I was for 22 years, um, you're very much used to other people telling you what your day is going to look like when you can take your lunch break, when you start, when you finish, what work you have to do. It's a very, very different mentality. Um, one of the clients I'm working with at the moment, a lot of her beliefs, as with all of us, are very much grounded in what our parents um, have said. Mm-hmm. So what I'm doing with this particular client is shifting her mindset into one of, away from limitation you know what's not possible into looking at the possibilities mm-hmm. and doing that mindset shift because we can get stuck where we are um and if we've been doing something for a long time and it's all we know or we've had a belief for a long time and it's all we know it takes time to reprogram the mind it doesn't mm-hmm. happen right so yeah i think I think it's, you know, I think it's, I think it's a big, a big mindset shift from um, from employee to business owner. Uh And, you know, I've recently been doing some interviews with some EAs who want to set up a VA business at some point. And I'm just hearing a lot of things like, but if I do it, I have to do it all on my own. I won't have to support. I don't have the confidence. money there's so much mindset stuff that comes up and of course when we have all these worries it causes so much stress and anxiety in our body 
which can affect us on a physical level. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't say too many of my clients have had sort of physical ailments. Um, it's more I've noticed with just the way they think about themselves or they don't value themselves. They don't have the confidence. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, you know, like one lady wanted to be a coach, not a virtual assistant. And even though she was doing the, the training or she'd finished the training, mm-hmm. she still see herself as a coach because she just didn't feel ultimately it comes down to not feeling good enough. And yeah. what's the syndrome kicks in, et cetera. Uh huh. And I think that what you just said about, you know, she did all the courses and things to become a coach, but her mindset still wasn't there. And that's something that's super, super important when you are starting and creating a business is that even if we take all the courses and we learn everything about business and we learn the ins and outs, the strategies, the funnels, the systems, this, this, that, and the other, but our mindset still isn't there. This is why and this is my coaches are saying sort of you know exactly what you're saying now that you can do all the training, how to be a VA, how to be a coach, how to set up funnels, how to do web pages, landing pages, all of that stuff, uh, how to do sales calls, how to do negotiations on sales calls, etc. But if your mindset is not in the right place and your mindset is saying, oh, I don't believe I can get any clients in my business, well, then that's the message that you're sending to your mind, to your brain, because literally the brain, the mind is like an operating system. Mm -hmm. On our words, our language, the images we feed it are the commands. So if we're doing all the actions, like putting everything in place, all the logistics, but then our thoughts and words don't match up with that, the brain's going to be like, oh, but you said that you don't want clients, that you can't yeah. get clients, so I won't find you any. So, yeah. like, mindset is, like, key. I do business mentoring because, obviously, I'm a few steps ahead of clients that are still in corporate and want to create that exit plan. But mindset is absolutely key. It really is absolutely key. Because I always remember what my headmaster said. It's one of my first mindset lessons when I was 15, 16. I was about to do my GCSEs in the UK, and we were in the assembly hall with all the whole school. So God knows how many children, hundreds. And I just remember him saying, if you believe that you'll do well in your exams, you will. If you believe that you'll do badly in your exams, you will. It's like yeah. Henry Ford. Believe, you know, if you believe you, you can, you're right. If you believe you can't, you're right. Yeah. Because it's what we focus our mind on. So, you know, it can be as simple as focusing on the right things. Um, takes time but it is you know it does work and I think people sometimes just want a quick win like you know just give me a quick win I was like there isn't a quick win you know you've got to do the work and the work isn't doing another training course you know you Mm -hmm. get another certification you get another certificate you can put on the wall but if you don't change the way you think then you're not going to change your reality and the outcome that you create a hundred percent and it's so 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 vital for people to do that work because if we want to be successful and we want to call all these things in like you said it's not a quick thing it doesn't happen overnight and then if you are consistently just staying in this pattern of doubt self-disbelief you know allowing those limiting factors to come in how can we really call in success and abundance in our life because we're counteracting it 
in every thought that we process every single day. Exactly. And affects different areas of our life, different areas of our business from attracting the right relationship, bringing in the money. And I'm just reading an amazing book by Steve Seibold called um, How Rich People Think. Uh-huh. Um, and so many interesting mindset takeaways. And one of the things he mentions is about um, he's called, he refers to the middle class and then the world class, which is the rich people and how the middle class people are worried about spending money because they're like, but I don't trust that it's going to come back to me. Yeah. Whereas the class people like, they trust the money is going to come back. They get creative. They don't focus on the problems all the time. They're like, I'm going to spend this money and I know it's going to come back. I trust and I will find a way. I'm going to look for solutions to make that happen instead of sitting there and worrying because that doesn't achieve anything. It really doesn't. Again, it just comes back to the stress and anxiety which we create in our body. It traps negative emotions or negative energy rather in our body. And when I did the EFT webinar earlier today, it was it was a group tapping session. So not um, we didn't go as deep as I would with a one-to-one client. Uh-huh just amazing to see the shifts we had about 30 people on it was so amazing to see the shifts in people from how they felt before we started the tap into how we felt they felt including myself after mm-hmm. so yeah calmer more optimistic um it's just amazing amazing because at the end of the day everything is just energy everything yeah. and when you shift that energy from the words, the thoughts, the images you have in your head, then so much changes. Yes. So yeah. much changes. You, you've shared so much and spoken so much about just how people can really shift and change and create that and reprogram that mind for success. So thank you, because I think that it's so, so, so important for people to do and just to to kind of allow that to be the daily practice, you know, put that in the daily routines, allow that to be part of the habits that you create so that it's a consistent new pattern that you put into your life. So where can everybody find you? Okay, so I spend a lot of time on LinkedIn because that's where my ideal client hangs out. So you can find me online, Susie Flynn on LinkedIn. So I'm on there. I also have a website called susieflynn.com and a Facebook page, Susie Flynn Coaching. You can find me there and my email address is Susie at Susie Flynn. That's so amazing. Thank you so much for being here, for sharing all this, for sharing your story and just how you created your own mindset for success by allowing that point in your life to bring you to where you are now to find your purpose and then to really honor yourself into helping others now do the same I think that you're doing beautiful work for the world and it's greatly appreciated because it's something that we all need so thank you and I truly believe that Success is there for everyone for the taking if you say yes to your dreams. And one thing that my coaches say, which I now start saying all the time, but let your dreams and desires be bigger than your fears. Your fears mm. will always be there, but your, your fears, they're not the driver. They don't even get to sit in the passenger seat. You get to put them in the boot, the bonnet, lock, it, lock them away. They'll always be there, but they don't have to control you. You can control what you create in your life and you can say yes to your dreams Mm, I love that so much thank you thank you for all of this
You're it welcome. has been amazing to talk with you. You too, Shelby. Thank you so much.